Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com, all of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646 478 Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, but praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free.
Hello, family, and here we are again on another Thursday, glorious Thursday afternoon. This is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. So this is Declaring the Finished Work, and I'm your host, Pat Randall, here again, continuing this teaching series on waiting on God. This is actually part six. So if you've missed any of the episodes, you can always go back out to um, blogtalkradio.com backslash when Christians speak and you will find an archive of all of our podcasts. Uh, not only my show, but the other shows that are airing on When Christians Speak Talk Radio Network. You can go to our Facebook page, whenchristianspeak.com. You'll find links out there. Or go to our website, whenchristianspeak.com. Amen. Amen. So let's get started. We're going to just jump right on in here. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we glorify your name. We thank Thank you for breath and life in this day. I thank you for another hour to be here to be an ambassador, an ambassador for you, my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, to be able to share your goodness in the earth, to be able to exalt your name in the earth and to speak. Speak of your loving kindness and and your mercy and your grace toward us. I thank you for the privilege. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come in and just to control everything. I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper in this hour. That everything will go forth unhindered i thank you lord god for your word going forth and prospering the places that you are sending it that it will be fruitful that it will multiply hallelujah that it will set the captives free so i thank you lord i praise you I give you all the glory and all the honor. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, that name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Again, welcome to Declaring the Finished Work. I'm your host, Pat Randall. Amen. And we are continuing on the series, Waiting on God, Part 6. Now, this has been... An incredible journey for me because I am continuing to grow. Waiting on God is not a place of arrival. It is a journey. You are always, every day when you get up, you should be waiting on God. You should be waiting to hear his voice. You should be inclining your ear to hear from him, to be led by his spirit, to, to be aware that he is present with you. No matter how you feel, he is present with you in all of his fullness and in all of his glory and all of his power. He is present with you in your day. In this moment right now. Amen and amen. I am going to be talking about being purged of having this 
focus on self. Now, we're in a culture where it is very much um, self-centered. And the self that I am talking about is this self outside of Christ. This self that we have created living in the world. That self, which is not your true self. But as we go through the process, and we hear that word a lot in today's messages, uh, current messages in the body of Christ, a lot is being said about process because it is a process. But the word process is just another way of expressing waiting on God. Waiting on God is not a stagnant position. But it is a way of living. It's a lifestyle. It's walking by the Spirit. It's abiding in Christ. It's having our expectations and our hope in Him. Our faith and our trust is in Him. And while you are going through waiting on God, you will also be going through trials and tribulations and testings. You'll be going through mind renewal, uh, growing in your faith and and your trust in God. So, I mean, a lot is going on as you're, you're waiting on God, as you're looking to Him as your source for everything. You are learning to let go of your fears. You are learning how to walk into the unknown, how to let go of traditions and incomplete knowledge and just looking to be fed by him day to day, moment by moment. You know that song, I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee. We need the Lord. And this waiting on him is just a yielding and a submission to his will and to his way. And the purging process that takes place as we wait on God is significant. This is where all of the the dead weight in our lives that we're carrying is stripped away. Amen. Amen. So one of the things that I found as I was waiting on God is this removing my focus on myself, myself that was outside of Christ and and that self that was developed in the world. And this self that we develop in the world is a and it ends up being a self that tries to protect us to be our own protector. To be the captain of our ship. Just being in control of our lives. 
being in control of what we define as success in this world. Amen. Self-promotion. These are characteristics and personalities that we developed when we're not dis- when we're not connected with God when we're disconnected from him and basically that's the old that's the old man the old man and even though the old man is dead there are habit patterns and you know thought patterns and attitudes that remain with us basically spiritually we've been brought to life we're no longer dead in our trespasses the power that sin had over our lives has been broken. And we are waking up to that when we come into the body of Christ, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But the pattern of thinking And we know how powerful that can be, the pattern of thinking, because we know that we can, our our minds can get on something and we will replay it and replay that tape over and over and over again to the point that we don't, we no longer have to consciously bring up. Or press play on that tape. It just automatically starts playing. Because it has become such a part of our consciousness. But amen, amen. As we wait on God. Hallelujah. He is pruning away. All these things that belong to that old man. Praise God. So I'm going to read a series of scriptures today. In fact, I got quite a few scriptures today that I'm going to be reading. Uh, The first one is in Matthew 6, and I'm going to start in verse 25. And these scriptures are encouraging us and showing us how to live. Matthew 6, starting in verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, Stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life. As to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body not more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest, nor gather the crops into barns. And yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth more, much more than they? And who are you by worrying can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin wool to make clothing. 
Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive and green today and tomorrow is cut down as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagan, the Gentiles, eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry. For your heavenly father knows that you need them but do not worry for your heavenly father knows that you need them but first and most importantly seek aim at strive after his kingdom and his righteousness His way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen to the reading of that word. But seek ye first, most importantly, first and most importantly, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Those are some powerful words. Um. Our old mind wants to tell us, how can I not worry? Uh, I don't have the money to pay my bills. I don't know where I'm going to get my um, my next meal. I, I, I don't have a job. You know, all of these things that will actually overwhelm us and distract us from this truth that that the Lord is speaking to us in this message and it seems like something that is impossible to do well it is it's just like that story with the rich man that came to Jesus and and he wanted to know what else he could do that, you know, he was bragging about, well, you know, I've always followed this commandment and I followed that commandment and I followed that commandment. And so what can I do to achieve this, this next, this next place and this next position and being a righteous man. And so Jesus said to him to, uh, give up all of your riches because I, I know that you're a very wealthy man. He knew that before the man got here. He also knew that 
this man's heart. He knew where his heart was. And his heart was in these treasures, these earthly treasures that he had accumulated. They meant an awful lot to him. His lifestyle meant an awful lot to a, a lot to him um the power that it gave him meant a lot to him his standing in the culture meant a lot to him and so what jesus was asking him to do he sorrowfully walked away recognizing that he couldn't do it because he'd become too attached to these worldly things and the disciples were concerned they were like because you know after um jesus had finished speaking to this rich young uh ruler uh he made a very strong statement about it being easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god and um and and they were like well i mean what hope do we have i mean it just seems impossible. And Jesus said to them and reassured them, yeah, it is impossible. It's impossible to man, but it's not impossible with God. See, that's the part that we get because we get so focused on ourselves, that self that is limited that self that wants to be in control, that self that is easily distracted and only sees what's going on the outside. It's impossible to that self. But we have to stay with God. You know, waiting on God renews your strength. There is no way when you are faced with things that appear to be bigger than you and insurmountable. There's no way that you are going to be able to face that in your own strength. It has to be in the strength of God. Let's continue. I want to continue in some more scriptures that clearly defines um, this life and how, how we should be living. Galatians two nineteen through 20. I have been crucified with Christ. Embrace that. Embrace that. As I read it again, embrace that. Embrace that truth. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, that old person, that person that lived in the world, that was fending for itself, that was striving, performing, performing for others, performing for yourself and performing, uh, you know, on your job. All of performing that we do to try to obtain some expected in some some expectation that we have for our lives it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and the life i now live in the flesh 
I live by faith in the flesh because I'm still in this earthly body, this body that is still has the, can be prone to sickness, right? But in order to live in this physical body, I have to live it by faith in the Son of God. That's where the life comes in. That's the the life flow. Jesus is your healer. And you want to live in your healer. It says the Holy Spirit quickens these mortal bodies, which means to bring to life. So anything that's dying, the Holy Spirit can bring to life. And I know that this is healing is always a a challenge. Because it requires a letting go and a patience and a waiting on God. A waiting on God to do what only he can do. God can raise the dead. He can open blinded eyes. He, there's nothing that he cannot do. So this life that I now live in the flesh... I live by faith. You keep hearing it over the years about this being a faith walk. And it truly is. There is no way that we are going to get through this without believing in the Son of God. And at the end of that sentence, it says, Who loved me and gave himself for me. That's a good place to focus. It'll help build your faith. Who loved me and gave himself for me. You know how you develop a confidence in a person or a trust in a person? Because you believe that they love you, that they love you and they have your best interest at heart. So you let your guard down. Well, this love that God has for you is a perfect love. Jesus loved you and gave himself for you. Whenever you're feeling afraid, remind yourself, say it out loud to yourself. He loved me and he gave himself for me. There's power in this this truth. It's a truth that makes you free. He loved me and gave himself for me. So this life I now live, I live by this faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's where the power comes from. 
That's where the strength comes from. It comes from God. Let's move to this next scripture. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence on him, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So you no longer want to say and do things independently of God. You want to do everything in the name of the Lord, which means you are doing it in independence on him. Giving thanks to God the Father through him, through Jesus. It's a letting go. It's a letting go. Letting go of control. Losing your life so that you might find your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 14. I'm going to read 14 and 15. For the love of Christ controls us. Because we have concluded this. That one has died for all. Therefore all have died. And he died for all. That those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. And I read that again. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. For our sake, he died and was raised. This is the love that controls our lives. We have a Savior who died and was raised for us. So that we no longer have to live that self-absorbed life. But we can live for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's move to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 18. And he died for all, so that all those who live would no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for their sake. So from now on, we regard no one 
from a human standpoint of view. According to the worldly standards and values. That's a difficult one, huh? It sounds difficult anyway. Not judging people according to worldly standards and values. But what these scriptures are assuring us that this is all possible. Possible with God. Remaining in him. Staying with him. Having our mind, having a mind that is set on him. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined to him by faith, in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. But all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ making us acceptable to him and gave us the ministry of reconciliate reconciliation so that our example by our example we might bring others to him yes when they see us basking in the love of god and what that basking in the love of god how it has transformed our lives. This they will see and know. It will draw others to Christ. The power of love, the power of God's love, it's It broke the curse over our lives. It freed us from the law of sin and death. God's love is a powerful, 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 powerful thing. That old way of of doing things, that spiritual condition, because we were dead in our trespasses. When we come to him, when we are born again by the Spirit, we come into this new life. A new life. Thank you, Jesus. That's something you have to dwell on. You cannot let go of these truths. Don't let a day go by when you don't immerse your mind in these truths. Let the love of God control you, constrain you. The fact that he died for you and was raised for you.
we are becoming that word be be becoming that's what we are we are becoming we are not changing our behavior but we are becoming more and more Christ-like. We are being transformed into the image of the beloved Son of God. The law clearly showed us our unrighteousness and our inability to be righteous. Because the righteous the righteousness of God is a gift. It's a gift that we receive through Christ. We could not have attained it. We could not have attained it. We could not. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So read that whole chapter, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Amen. 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 The old has passed away. We accepted our Lord and Savior in that moment. In that moment, the old passed away. And we became something that has never been seen before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors. Amen. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him. That's the only place you're going to find righteousness, is abiding in Christ. You know, I was thinking about this. You know, when you became this new creation, this divine pattern of who you are is in heaven. It says that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So this divine pattern of our life already exists. It's it's, it's in heaven. And we've got to walk in agreement with this divine pattern that exists in heaven. We walk by the Spirit in faith so that we can live out this divine pattern that exists in heaven of who we are. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Abiding in the vine. That's the place where we are fruitful 
And this Greek word fruitful is defined as works or deeds. Um, fruit being the visible expression of power working inwardly and invisibly. The character of the fruit being evidence of the character of the power producing it. And so in order for you to see the character of the fruit, that's, in, that's something on the outside that people can see. Or people can sense or experience this, this fruit that comes from abiding in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. The mind of Christ. We now have access to the mind of Christ. Jesus. Jesus. This is how Philippians talks about the mind of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, I'm going to start in verse 5. Having the same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. So this mind of Christ, it's an, it's an attitude. It's a, it's a perspective, a way of seeing. Look to him as your example in selfless humility. Who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God as one with him possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes the entire nature of deity he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it but emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity, but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men, he became completely human, but was without sin. Being fully God and fully man. After he was found in terms of his outward appearance as a man. For a divinely appointed time. We all have divinely appointed times. Hallelujah. He humbled himself still further. By becoming obedient to the father to the point of death. Even death on a cross. And now I want to read those same scriptures out of the Message Bible. The Message Bible says it like this. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. Wow. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. 
When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. You're saying to yourself, how can I possibly be like Jesus? This Jesus who humbled himself to that degree. Well, no, you can't do it. That's your starting place. I can't do it. I can't do it. But with God, all things are possible. That's the thought process for living this life. Not having a faith in what you can do, but having a faith in what Christ can do. The work that he began in you, that he will perfectly complete it. Christ in you, your hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's a humbling thing to know that you can't do it. And for a lot of us, it's very difficult, even after... Being in a submissive state and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, sometimes we immediately go back to that old way of thinking and we try to accomplish righteousness. The righteousness that was freely given to you as a gift through the death and the resurrection of your Savior. That need to still have some sort of acclaim, some form of glory, some accolades, performing for others, performing for yourself so you can feel good about who you are. You're free from all of that. You're free from all of that. You no longer need that. You no longer need it. Hallelujah. Just think about that. You don't have to please people. You don't have to perform for them. You don't have to explain who you are. Because you know who you are. Like Jesus. Let me read that. Let me read this again from the Message Bible in Philippians chapter 2. Starting at verse 5. Think of yourselves the way Jesus, the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of it, uh, of himself, that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. 
When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity, took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death and the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. And he did it all for you. So that you might be free from the law of sin and death. He destroyed the enmity between you and God. He presented you before the Father. Hallelujah. In right standing. By grace you have been saved. Not of your own works. You can't boast about any of this. But you can live a life of peace and joy strength and power because of all that he has done so your perspective shifts from all of these needs this i need this i need that i need this i need to your possession of christ to possess christ christ in me the hope of glory the light that i now live i no longer live to myself i live it through Christ I live it through Christ Jesus 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 the love of Christ constrains me it controls me every day I remember for my sake he died and was raised for me he loved me and gave himself for me so this life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God not by faith in myself and what I can do and what I can accomplish and how many scriptures I've memorized and how many days I fasted no 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 I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And not only are we shifting our perspective from needs to the possession of Christ we're also shifting our perspective to living as one John 17 verse 21 says this this is Jesus speaking that all of them may be one father just as you are in me and I am in you may they also be in us so that the world may believe. So that the world may believe. Living in this place of oneness. Hmm. One with each other. 
one with Jesus, one with the Father. This is how we want to live. And until you desire this life that he's given to you, you will stay in that place of bondage. You will deal with being worried and anxious about your life, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink, what I'm going to wear, where's my next job, mm, you know, who did, what did so-and-so say about me, who lied on me, you know, all those things that, bind us and weigh us down and constricts and restrains us. We only want to be controlled by the love of Christ. The one who gave his life for us and was raised for us so that we might have life and life more abundant. No, you cannot do it. No, you cannot. But with God, all things are possible. Wait on the God, on God, I say, wait on him. You will never be put to shame. Put all of your expectation and your hopes in him. Trust in him. Believe. Have faith in him. And his work, his work in you and you begin to find this rest because you're no longer striving, striving in your own works, but you're flowing in the river of life. Hallelujah. A river of life that springs up in you and flows out of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Father, we praise you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you that as your spirit is moving right now in this moment, you're loosening the bounds, the things that, that bind us. Glory. The bands, you're loosening the bands. That's the word I'm looking for. You're loosening the bands in our lives, those things that have been restricting us and weighing us down. Hallelujah. We have the mind of Christ. You have given us. You've given this us. You've given us the mind of Christ. We submit and we surrender. We submit and surrender under your hand, God. Do what you want to do. It's no longer our life that we live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We just rest. We rest. We're relaxing and resting in you, Lord. Do what only you can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not by power, not by might. Our might and our power. But by your spirit. 
by your spirit. By your spirit, Lord. By your spirit. Glory to God. We wait on you. Hallelujah. Thank you. You're renewing our strength, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're renewing our youth as an, as an eagle. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Strengthening these mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. You're quickening these mortal bodies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this hour. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless your name. We exalt your name, Jesus. We exalt your name, Jesus. We exalt your name, Jesus. You are high and lifted up. High and lifted up. Amen. So this concludes part six of waiting on God. I don't know where God is going to take us next. I don't know if this is the last episode. If it is, so be it. If not, I'll be back here next Thursday. Amen. Um, God willing. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, um, Thank you for joining me during this hour, joining me later by listening to the podcast. But we are one in the spirit. We who believe and have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, we are one in the spirit. And we want to show, hallelujah, this love of God. This love of God that has transformed and changed our lives and continue, continues to change our lives and to free us so that we become so attractive to the world that it draws them. Amen. Our good works draws them to our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise God. So, Friday night as usual. Uh, Friday night joy with Reverend Pastor Ray Rose. Glory to God at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amen. And um, he actually has a special guest um, coming on uh, that's joining him this Friday. So, amen. You definitely want to... Check out the broadcast. Praise him, praise him. And then on Sunday, we've got um, Bread of Life at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a, a great rest of the day. Amen. And just stay connected. Stay connected. Keep your mind set on him. Stay connected. Love you. God bless.